You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. The biggest news of the week... Kanye West met with Donald Trump in the White House. And well, that's that on Kanye and the White House. Well, we got to the bottom of it. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, thank God. Uh, you guys get that? You guys got everything? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Phew. Other news, y'all. Um, is love dead? I think love is dead. Is love dead? Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson. Engagement off. Do you guys remember when we were at Bonnaroo? It they were my keep it, which I sort of feel bad about. I don't feel bad about it because I I continue to believe the news coverage on them was asinine. Um, but I have since become a little bit of an Ariana stan. But um it was just at Bonnaroo where I was like, why are we talking about them so much? And already Done. Done. The it's Romeo done. and Juliet of Stoners at Disneyland. Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. I I thought they were going to at least get married. I thought they were going to make it to that and then whatever happened was going to happen. Like a 30-day marriage or something. I thought they'd at least get married, yeah. This is such a basic pop culture take, but when the tattoos get involved, you know it's doomed. And so many tattoos. Like, they got a... They got... More than one. It's like they're they're clearly rolling on the relationship. It's like, I know you're going to come down from this. So <laughs> That plus she named a song after him right. on her album. It's called Pete Davidson. That was clearly a sign that things were going to go bad. You know what was also the only funny line in that terrible SNL sketch that he did about their relationship was that he wasn't going to get royalties from the song. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so I guess that worked out for her. Not and it true. works out for him. He does not have to spend Thanksgiving with Frankie Grande anymore. <laughs> there you go. Because that is a monster. Mind I you, though, I actually think that would have been just desserts because Pete Davidson played that gay character in that, what was that Zoe Deutsch movie on Netflix? Anyway, to be around set Frankie Grande. Set, set it up. Set it up. Set up all the boys yes. that I loved in the elite. <laughs> 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 to be around Frankie Grande after that would have been pretty poetically just, I think. Yeah. I feel like they're getting back together, though. Let's be real. Right. Yeah, so I'm starting to wonder, if, what if they're like, a Liz and Dick. Like, wow. Okay. They're just like, they're they're on again, off again. Like, they get together with other people. Throwing, like, chalices across the room at each other. I'm, but not, but in a cool way. I, I feel like he throws away a Dave and Buster's commemorative cup. Sure. That's what yeah, he right. throws across the room. Mm-hmm. I will forever, though, if they do not get back together, be furious that he got to sit VIP at Aretha Franklin's funeral right. next to, like, Bill Clinton. Like, acting like Pete Davidson was worthy of that. I mean, I, we knew, whatever. We knew he was her date. But that will, like, those pictures can never be erased. Right, right. because if they never get back together, that means that years from now, people are going to look at that footage. Exactly. And be like, Who the, the fuck, fuck is that? This? Exactly. With this joker hair. Fantasia had to storm past him to get to the stage. <laughs> Uh, well, I hope you're okay, Ariana. At least the album's good. It's probably for the best, girl. Yeah, yeah. And, and you got the tour coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm just do that. Go brush that ponytail. <laughs> Put on some of those thigh high boots, girl. Live your life. Play she's with had, that pig. She's had a wall of shit fall on her. I do have to say. So she I am has. seriously she's, rooting she's, for her. She has had a year. She, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's how you become an iconic pop star. True. Yeah. Anyway. Coming up later in the episode, we're going to be talking about voting mm-hmm. and how you can save Uzbekistan, but, and, but also America. Okay. Capital yeah. Tashkent. <laughs> we're going to talk about Vote Save America. I was just being funny, Karen. Oh, no. I, I just didn't understand <laughs> the words. You're saying. Mm. Yes. This avant-garde comedy sometimes yeah. throws me, too. <laughs> uh, well, you know. I feel like I'm the Ionesco of Cricket Media. Ooh, he's Romanian. Very good. Yes. <laughs> uh, we will also be chatting with author, comedian, and rival podcaster, Phoebe Robinson. How dare she come on this show? 
We'll be right back. How many episodes are we going to open up talking about what's the tea the girls are fighting? (laughs) The answer is going to be most. I can't stop thinking about the phrase the girls are fighting. I want to use it all the time. So Azealia Banks is entrenched in yet another Twitter feud. This time with Lana Del Rey. The fight began after Lana criticized Kanye West's I'm sorry, Mr. Kardashian's support for Trump and his remarks calling for the repeal of the 13th Amendment. Azealia tweeted back at Lana, wow, okay, Lana, this would be cute if you were consistent with your outrage and refused to collab with ASAP Rocky, who has physically assaulted women too. To me, this just looks like the typical white woman using a weakened target to pretend to be an ally. Azealia kept going on Mm -hmm. in... She usually, this, this threat, she usually this, has multiple this, points. This, yes. I, like, I, I usually see one point, and then that's when my stop is. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to get off the train and look at it later. Lana, in response, told Azealia on Twitter, pull up, say it to my face, but if I were you, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would not fuck you the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> what was so funny about this response from Lana was we didn't really initially know who she was tweeting at. Right. Oh, because her handle is right. like, yeah. Because well, first of all, I always forget that like Azealia's handle at the t- moment is like shop cheapy XO because she's she's selling her um, right. her soaps. It, it looks online. like a burner phone came up with that name. on. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad yeah. she changed it though because she blocked me. A couple years ago. Mm. Oh, so good. you're back in. I missed, Did she? I missed, yeah, she blocked mm. me, and so I had missed all her tweets, and now I'm, I'm back in. I remember when I was tweeting about liking her new song, she tried to come at me with, uh, I believe you shaded me many times in the past. And I said, uh, I wasn't shading you. I was calling you out for the racist things you said <laughs> about Zayn Malik. Uh, but I always liked the music. And then she was like, oh, okay. And then she followed me. This was like so like, and I feel like I have to say this every time we talk about this girl, but she's so frustrating because she's never fully wrong. Oh, right. And like Lana Del Rey, it was like, maybe Lana Del Rey just really hates Trump and racism. I don't know. But it's like, did she say anything about Roseanne? And it's this conversation I think she's already had about like. True. She did. She did. Remember, she did witchcraft to try and curse Trump on inauguration day. Which, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But it's like, it is this sort of selective thing with some white celebrities or whatever, where you're like, what you're going in on Kanye and there's a lot, which yes, you should, but this also should be a general criticism you are leveling leveling towards people like this. A free for all. Yeah. Go after everybody. Just go after everyone. So she's never, Azealia's never fully wrong. And then what she always fucking does is then says something about their appearance. Yeah. Because she's actually pretty funny and usually on point when she's trying to make her, like, normal arguments. And then as soon as Lana came back to her, she was like, Get call, plastic get surgery, plastic surgery. look like, at your nose. Yeah. Also, like, you ruined it. Exactly. Um, also, here's the thing. It just surprises me that Lana responded at all because Azealia Banks is sort of like a Piers Morgan figure on Twitter where it's like always in it for some reason. Like, I don't know what credentials you need to be a part of the conversation, but she is always in the middle of the conversation. And for that reason, you can ignore that person. They speaking, just insert themselves. Speaking of Piers, more than uh, Tic Tac Laren, um, I am always so mad when people quote tweet that son of a bitch. Oh, I did that too. Oh, Onto I my know. Twitter thread. It's just like, I have him blocked. I have him blocked. I do not want to hear anything Piers Morgan has to say. He only thrives from the attention that people give him when they try to, like, dunk on him on Twitter. Do you remember when he and I used to fight? Yes. (laughs) I do remember. No? Yes. There was, like, a stretch where I got into it with him. This is, like, years ago. Yeah. Like, pretty consistently. And then one day I was like, no, I'm better than this. And I blocked him and that was it. Right. And everyone always thinks that this joke about Piers Morgan is going to be the funniest one, and he's finally going to be ended. And I'm like, stop it. (laughs) I don't want to know what he has to say. I don't even know he exists. 
Well, you I thought he was in a tomb. You you clearly didn't watch the first season of America's Got Talent where he really nailed it. I'm kidding. It was horrible. <laughs> what is he good at? He had a newspaper before? Like F- what? Fighting yeah. with Omarosa on The Celebrity Apprentice. Right, yeah. I'm surprised Azealia and Piers Morgan haven't had some weird crossover event yet. Oh, yeah. They just seem like a the convention? perfect troll. Yeah. Right. Well, well, maybe after, you know. Lana her, pulls up. Her, yeah, her <laughs> moment with Musk. Oh, um, yeah. She'll hop on the Piers Morgan train. One thing that was also weird was when Lana tweeted something like, "The I was like the only person that supported that you. That had your back. That had your back. And I was like, what? Yeah, that was Were weird. Were they friends? Because I'm like, do, do y'all used to kick it? Right. That was when I was like, Lana, you're overstepping this. You're ruining this because you had it with your little pull up thing. That was cute. That was funny. When she came back to her about the plastics, she was like, I'll give you my surgeon's number. And I was like, what a funny response. But then she was kind of ableist when she said, I think you're off your meds. Yeah. It's just like everyone. Everyone just before you want to stop, stop. That's a good rule of thumb. (laughs) If you want to keep going, stop. Because both of them would have come, this would have been like a more, it would have been like a, a funnier sort of back and forth, and then it wouldn't have gotten ugly, where we're all like, ugh. Is this your like basic out of touch relatives take? But I consider Lana a very serene person. Like <laughs> someone whose entire thing is, I'm recovering from a difficult nap, like all the time. So I'm very shocked she just went for it that hard and had that much, I'll say it, comedy in her. I mean, I feel like Lana always is skirted with, you know, her adjacency to hip hop so I feel like she always enjoys when she gets to you know be faux black for a bit. Girl mm-hmm. can you pull up right? That was the other, because I was like listen Azealia is a lunatic. Right now. So, right, because Azealia responded. She'll take um, a lift she'll, right there. Also, she, she said would... she said, um, DM me um, what's your address <laughs> next time I'm in LA we will fight in be- public we can film it. Exactly because she's desperate and unstable and that combination of traits is very dangerous because I was like, she might kill you. Like Lana, you're you're doing your cute tweet, but I was like, Azealia's serious. Also, didn't she also add like, tell your lawyer it's a promise, not a threat or oh, whatever? Yeah. I was like, it's a promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you, Jean Claude Van Damme? <laughs> the girls are fighting. Uh, I'm also mostly mad that this happened literally seconds after we recorded. Yeah, last I week. hate that. Why do think? Why do people schedule their nonsense for Tuesday? Don't they know when we record? <laughs> right. We got to save this fervor for seven days. Can you not... Also, these fights are so much better on the weekend when you know I don't want to read like Trump news. Yeah. So just give us the celebrity drama over the weekend. You guys are gonna fight a Sunday evening. Sure. Would be great. Give it a little time to breathe. Give us some time to cultivate our takes. Yeah. And then we come and record. Particularly if there's not an award show on Sunday. I've got nothing to do. Right. Yeah. Um, Lewis is just sitting in his um, oat milk bath. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Matching the oat Mar- milk. Mar- marinating. Waiting for someone to hand out an award. That's right. No. <laughs> somebody win best new something. My God. <laughs> when we're back, Alex Baldwin. Keep It is brought to you by Barefoot Dreams. Lewis? Yes? When you see footprints in the sand, that was when I carried you in my Barefoot Dreams rub. Now, is that a Leona Lewis song? (laughs) No? Uh, If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially now as the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite luxe home blanket. And while many have attempted to duplicate their blankets, robes, and more, Barefoot Dreams' fabrication and quality cannot be replicated, so don't believe the dupes. Girl, this blanket is it. I effing love this blanket. I'm thinking about it right now, and I want to jump in my bed, which is sponsored by something that we'll do another ad for momentarily. Get ready. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Jesus, get a life, Oprah. My God. (laughs) Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. Their products make the perfect gifts, too. Uh, I throw this thing on. 
I wear it like a shawl. I look exactly like Ellen Burstyn. And <laughs> I am the coziest a human being can be. Because by the way, it's still that time in Los Angeles where it's like pretty mild outside and then your apartment is cold. I can't explain mm. it. I don't know things like basic science. For Keep It listeners, you can get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code KEEPIT15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door. Where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR and how I live my life every day. Oh, I'm glad to bear witness to it. <laughs> Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of a struggle. It sounds like you at Coachella. I'm already tuned in. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Doesn't the black experience sound like a three-disc Prince album we never got? Someone check the vault, please. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. On Sunday, Alec Baldwin took a break from playing himself slash impersonating Trump on SNL to debut his new primetime ABC talk show, The Alec Baldwin Show. Brilliant. The show, <laughs> described as an intimate and candid one-on-one -on -one conversation as Alec sits down with some of the most compelling celebrities and cultural icons, was the ratings loser on Sunday night. Didn't he have another show? He sure so did. It, I, I feel like the one in March after the, the Oscars. Oscars was a preview of this. Wasn't that on Netflix? Am I crazy? Was no, the, it, it was on ABC right after the Oscars. Oh. But it was a preview. Oh. Of, and he also had an show. MSNBC show years ago. Yeah. You, what's so weird and about that? And he him? has a podcast. Right. No, for somebody who is deeply temperamental and deep and kind of obsessed with like having quotes that blow up in the media he is also obsessed with witty or uh, pardon me light banter he's like i need to have a podcast i need to host the match game i need to have this show on primetime it's baffling to me doesn't and he I, have work to do a, everything isn't he's he in, an employed actor he's in every movie he was in black Klansman. Yeah. right i know he was good in that though i, I gotta see say. unfortunately he is talented he's that's the, he's in a star is born no, he's not. He, is he? Uh, yes, he is. Yes, when when um, Ali does SNL, it's Alec Baldwin's the host. Oh, so God. he goes up he and he's really like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Ali." He <laughs> sneaks up into a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, you don't think about him. He he played the husband of two Best Actress winning roles in the past ten years: Blue Jasmine and Still Alice. Just again, you don't think of those as movies starring Alec Baldwin. They do star Alec Baldwin. That Baldwin dick gets you an Oscar. Okay. And by, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> and also, by the way, after Haley Baldwin, we've been inundated with her. I just, I deserve a Baldwin break. I've been very attentive to pop culture, and I've had too much. But Haley is Steven's daughter. Correct. Uh, I feel like we don't get enough Steven or, like, essence that Haley is a Baldwin, really. it's. I feel like we just talked too much about Justin Bieber in the media. Yeah. And I really want to know more about you want to know more about Haley Baldwin? I feel like maybe she has a journey. You think? I feel like from Calabasas to the <laughs> Sherman Oaks or wherever the fuck they're like. <laughs> maybe she stopped at anthropology on the way. Okay. Shake Shack. Oh yeah. Did she pick up some crystals? Oh okay. Was she at home to sign for her UPS delivery? Perhaps. I want to know, Deep. Haley. Yeah. Call in. <laughs> <laughs> 
in a polite way. Oh my God. No, um, Al- Alec Baldwin, so this week, made somewhat incendiary comments yet again about Rose McGowan. Yes, so. And about. Black people. <laughs> Listen. Oh, that's, well, that's a. No, let's talk about that. Go ahead. This nigga. <laughs> I gave a Hollywood Reporter interview where he said, ever since I played Trump, black people love me. They love me. Everywhere I go, black people go crazy. I think it's because they're most afraid of Trump. I'm not going to paint every African-American person with the same brush, but a significant number of them are sitting there and going, this is going to be bad for black folks. Find me two. I want two people who went, quote unquote, crazy upon seeing (laughs) Alec Baldwin. Just two living black people. There's one because there's, before this quote, there's an extended moment in the profile (laughs) where someone named Tyrone (laughs) walks up to him and is like, Alec. You're the man. But that's not going crazy. And he seemed like a plant. Right, exactly. That did not seem real. That is also not what I would describe as going crazy, walking up to someone on a Manhattan street and saying, hey, Alec Baldwin is not going crazy for his ass. (laughs) My favorite part is when he's like, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, everybody. But then he's like, but about 90% of them are obsessed (laughs) with my ass. Well, the funny thing is like- It sounds like he interviewed all black people, including you two. Why did you say you loved it so much? Well, he says he doesn't want to paint them all with the same brush, but he thinks it's significant enough number of black people don't like Trump. That was his quote. Oh, he, okay. He, he is still insistent that most black people love him. But he did not hedge on that. It's also like that doesn't. Do you think liking you and disliking Trump like they're they're not really related as much as you would like to think like, oh, our savior Alec Baldwin is making funny faces on SNL. And because I'm terrified about Trump stripping everyone of their civil rights, I'm now in love with Alec Baldwin? Like, I don't understand right. what you're trying to say. That flow chart doesn't flow. No. no. First of all, how many people who are black are still watching SNL? Right. <laughs> Ever. Right. Also, can I say something? Michael J. <laughs> is he even watching? Yes. Um, is It's surprising to me always that his impression of Trump is so ultimately toothless. Like, you just never think about it. It's like a face more than anything. It's just the lips. It's like, yeah. mm, and he's got a tan. You know, I mean, I, I guess I'm thinking about old SNL impressions that stick, like, the Sarah Palin, like, Dana Carvey as George H.W. Bush. They benefited from, like, adding a, a daffy folksiness to the character, but he really adds nothing, and yet we gave him an Emmy. I'm sorry. What's it's like a weird Emmy mistake. I think the Emmys are rarely wrong. Also, he's just playing himself, because <laughs> Baldwin is basically Trump mm-hmm. here, especially, like, you remember when Trump gave that interview to um, Albany Talk Radio, and he said, I have a great relationship with the blacks. I've always had a great relationship with the blacks. The blacks. The blacks. The blacks. At least Alex said black people. <laughs> that is like slumlord vocabulary. <laughs> Just like the worst. Yeah. Uh, he also had some words to say about Rose McGowan. He said, she's a tragic front person for the Me Too cause. And I say that because you don't stand much of a chance getting where you want to be if you're going to arbitrarily alienate and exoriate innocent men. It's like all of a sudden she's one of the Crips, the head of her own gang. He pauses, smiles, and adds, you can print that, by the way. Crazy. <laughs> what do you mean arbitrarily? You can print that, by the way. What she's is a crip? he? Also, uh, Frank Sinatra <laughs> tossing off bone mutts. First of all, she's clearly more of a blood <laughs> because she wears the red lipstick and it is better for her complexion. Also, for starters, Alec. Rose is not even the front person for the Me Too right. movement because they don't like her. <laughs> she is always in the media being it's, like, I hate those that's women. It's Tarana Burke who started this shit years ago. It's years not and Reese years Witherspoon. Ago. It's not Reese Witherspoon. It's not Rose McGowan. It's not any of these actresses. She had been doing this for years already. I mean, why? I mean, why would we expect Alec Baldwin to know that? Yeah. I don't even imagine, know why. Imagine learning out. something about this from him. Yeah. It seems like he just wanted to say something about Rose McGowan. And he's defend. I mean, like he's not been a unsurprisingly a fan of the Me Too movement, but like it is. It's one of those things where like, going after Rose Rose McGowan. It's like the only kind of in that you have like she's been she's been a little 
unstable and inconsistent yeah, with Yeah, controversial a little bit. Yeah. So that's the only sort of person that you can probably lampoon and that enough people will be like, okay, you're, you know, she has had moments that, you know, we don't necessarily agree with. It's, you know what's It's funny. also surprising, though, because you would normally, I mean, like five years ago, you would list him next to, like, Michael Moore and Jane Fonda, like, famous, super liberal people, but then he, like, wanders into this lane. It's just, he's like a kind of confounding person secretly, other than being, like, a blowhard white guy. What's funny about his connection with Rose McGowan is, I don't know if either of you saw her TV show, her um oh the documentary the documentary yeah um in the premiere she's in a um just I think like a uh, gas station or something and this black man comes up to her and is like <laughs> basically giving her a pep talk like Morgan Freeman in any Ashley Judd movie <laughs> <laughs> and I was like who, who the fuck found this black man to come over here and be like you doing a good job girl <laughs> wow you think they cast that yeah <laughs> probably yeah. it was probably tyrone <laughs> it's the same person there's one black person who goes crazy for these people and you know what i hope you were collecting your checks tyrone yeah. i hope you were getting rich off of this nonsense Br- bethany frankel can't wait to meet this black person <laughs> um, i never watched that show i forgot all about it Oh, you, yeah. I mean, it was on E, McGow- right? Yeah. 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 And it was like right after the the first wave of Harvey Weinstein. News, right. right. That's it. It was like less than a year ago. We're all in our 90s now. Oh, yeah. Anyway. It's been a one year anniversary of that it, on like October Doesn't 10th. Doesn't it feel like 45 fucking years? Yeah. It, also, by the way, and, and yet. Seems like 90. <laughs> <laughs> we obviously there's been Jesus Christ Superstar yeah, yeah yeah we were politely ignoring that say, no I was leaving the room um, no wow, uh, you won't be able to ignore it when I EGOT that's crazy or the thing about Me Too is it the impression everybody has is that like so many people have been outed by Me Too now it's like no we just had like about 30 stories or something. It, weirdly, it still to me just feels like deeply the tip of the iceberg. And half of them got their jobs back. Right, yeah. We forgot about most of them. Right. Yeah. Right, because this week we also have um, Brian Singer mm. going on social media saying that Esquire is about to publish a false story about him as a takedown before his new movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, comes out. So Wait, does it still he, count as your movie when you get fired halfway through? You got, you got fired, bitch. Yeah. It's not your movie. Yeah. And also, that's like another person who like, we thought he was taken down. Right. And now here he is like, slithering back up like Ivan Ooze, ready to take on, you know, a new movie. Also, that's so fun. I mean, like, I know Esquire has like, legitimate journalism in it and stuff, but they're going to publish that expose and then they're going to publish 10 more photos of Ryan Gosling in a wet white shirt you know it's just a very it's a packed issue that is important journalism uh, no I first man all wet I don't know I can't write copy first first wet man, man. first <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? I know I'm so sorry I, think I derailed it's that I real think conversation when we're back Phoebe Robinson joins us On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. 
the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. So Disney is at it again. Um, They have had a lot of casting controversies lately. Uh, There's Aladdin, because both of the two actors who are playing Jasmine and Aladdin are not Arab. There's that whole Jack Whitehall playing the company's first gay man who's supposed to be a feat and full of camp for, what is it, River Cruise? (laughs) Death on the Nile? Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, there's also now rumors that Lady Gaga may be playing Ursula, and people are in an uproar. Um, I don't think that's terrible casting. Yeah, like, well, along. To, to get into it, we have joining us author Phoebe Robinson. Hello, Phoebe. Hi. Author, comedian, Thank- podcaster. Yes. Dope queen. Uh, um... We can't yes. mention the podcast on Keep It because you're our <laughs> rival. I'm kidding. You, Phoebe, do you think that these Disney casting decisions are trash? You know, I just think they're not well thought out. Like, I, I know the Lady Gaga Ursula thing is still just a rumor at this point, but I am just kind of like, guys, she can't play her. <laughs> she cannot play her. And I love... I love her. I think she's amazing. But I'm just like, just get someone who's plus size. Just do it. Like, what are we like? What are we waiting for? Like, why are we just trying to avoid it? And like, everyone wants to talk about body positivity and representation. And it's like, when you have a softball like this, you just can't even, you know, knock it out the park. I, I just I don't understand. Right. Like Lizzo or some people even suggest mm-hmm. it like. A Latrice Royale because the character was originally designed after Divine. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes. Do you know who has the flavor of um, Ursula to me? Jennifer Lewis, actually. <laughs> that would be pretty hilarious, oh would it not? Oh my God, that would be so funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I would love I that. also want to know. Do we need live action Disney movies? I hate them. I hate them. These Vanity Fair shoots turned into movies. I cannot stand them. Because, like, I loved Aladdin. Let's just. It's my favorite Disney movie. Just make it in, just put it through a computer and make it HD and, and re release it. Can't right. we just do that? I would honestly just go see a re release of Aladdin. Just in release it in theaters, exactly. Yeah. No, my, my controversial take is genies should be drawn. I don't want to see a genie in person <laughs> taking up space. It's take, not cute. Take that, Barbara Eden. That's, no, besides Barbara Eden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm down with the live action remakes. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I think it could be. I don't, I don't know if it's going to live up to the you know, animated originals, but I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like. Did you see Beauty and the Beast? Go for it. No. <laughs> which of the which of the live like, action originals have you yeah. seen? Okay, listen. <laughs> I said <laughs> I'm open to them. I'm, I'm not racing to the theater to see them, but I think they deserve to exist. You know. <laughs> uh, I honestly think I've only seen Beauty and the Beast, and I've seen um, the Alice in Wonderlands. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen Cinderella. I haven't even they seen did Ma- a Cinderella. Yeah, I haven't even seen Maleficent. Well, uh, surely you saw the old 101 Dalmatians live action one. Oh, okay. Well, I feel oh, like that. Yeah, I feel that like that's so a different good. era. I yeah. feel like that barely counts because that was like, I don't think Disney is like doing wild shit like that anymore. Like, let's have Glenn Close just running around in these jackets trying to kill dogs um, because you know they, they you know they'd be taking forever to make the um oh the cruella have, origin they story em, they have emma stone attached to a cruella origin story but they can't um, seem to make it work i'm like yeah i don't know mm-hmm. how you're gonna make an origin story work where this woman is just killing dalmatian dog killer one other question what's your favorite mm-hmm. what was your favorite disney movie and who mm. would you cast in it as the lead my favorite Disney movie is probably The Lion King. The Lion King. Oh, well, Beyonce's in that one. So. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's perfect casting. Um, yeah. Yeah, that Lion King is just like my. I also love 
Uh, Mulan was very cool. I really want to see a great mouse detective. Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. Remake that. Oh, that would be fun. Or, yeah. Or remake, uh, remake Hercules with that Noah Centineo boy. Oof. Can Oof. he sing? Listen, it do- <laughs> doesn't matter. But the price they, is right. It's take off, take off, yeah. take off the shirt, and I'll be like, "Oh, th- those are vocals." It's like never the same person, <laughs> or, or like it used to never be. Like yeah. there was the voice actor, and then they'd have right, someone. Right. Sing, yeah, so. it used to have a little Marnie yeah. Nixon mm-hmm, moment, mm-hmm. Um, but now they want people to sing, though. Yeah, now you have to be able yeah, to do but both. It yeah. always... Sorry, actors. Yeah, it doesn't always. You gotta work have out. hair, body, and face. Buy A Star is Born on iTunes. <laughs> um, you have your second book, which is out now. Everything's trash, yes. but it's okay. And mm-hmm. I just want to know, how do you have time to write all these damn books, girl? I am a workaholic uh, through and through. And I, I tell people I'm really not that exciting. <laughs> I stay home a lot. If I go out, it is... I try to go like I I t- I told a story before about how like I went to a friend's bachelorette party and we like organized this whole evening out and we went dinner at seven strip club at eight so we could be back at the hotel at eleven like that's <laughs> me I'm like let's get the hell back home Phoebe yeah. so yeah everything is trash all the time what was it like yes. having to wade through I just assume monster piles of trash to write this book. It was, I, I will say this, it was kind of stressful for multiple reasons. The first one was mostly my fault in that the book was originally supposed to come out next spring. Mm. Um, but I had Two Dope Queens come out, you know, in February. And then this movie I was in on Netflix called Ibiza came out in May. And I was like, wouldn't it be great to have like something in the fall? So it was like a nice trifecta. And then everyone at my publisher, I'm with Plume, uh, which is a division of Penguin. And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. And they're like, well, how far along are you in the book? And I, like, totally, like, lied. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, you know, a third of the way done, like, almost halfway done. They were like, awesome. And I was maybe, like, 5% done. (laughs) So I just really had to, like, cram and, like, just... Any second that I wasn't, like, doing stand-up or, like, shooting something, I was, like, in either my apartment, like, or a hotel room without pants on, eating Cheez-Its and just writing. And I was able to to get it done. But I think, you know, just the sort of climate that we live in has been kind of, like, a sucky one where you're like, oh, these are some dark times. And so it was nice to kind of sort of escape with this book and be able to, like, make myself laugh when I'm talking about how... I was avoiding Oprah's phone calls initially because she blocked her number and, like, I owed $45,000 in student loan debt. And I was like, oh, I'm not answering this phone because I don't know who it's going to be. So, like, those kind of moments, like, made it better when I had to, like, go on the Internet and see the news and and see what's happening. I get that. Um, And I really love the first book. So, I mean, the first one, You Can't Touch My Hair and other things I still have to explain was a New York Times bestseller. So I know this one will be too. I hope it will be. Thank you. I hope so. I'm not a so. soothsayer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you quickly also, like the three of us yeah. on this show, like probably never thought in our lives there would be a thing called podcast that would be doing podcasts, making money, doing uh, this weird job. What satisfaction do you get out of hosting a podcast that one people love and two, where you actually discuss things that probably need to be heard? I mean, I think with Two Dope Queens, the reason, you know, one of the reasons why Jess and I wanted to start working together outside of really enjoying each other is just seeing a bunch of comedy shows or being asked to be a part of a bunch of comedy shows that are just straight white guys on it. And we're sort of like, well, we know so many funny women, so many funny queer people, so many funny people of color. Why are these people not on the show? And so... When we had Two Dope Queens, we were like, this would be our chance to just invite, like, our funny friends on and just have us sort of host up top and just have these sort of, like, banter about hot topics or things that are going on in our lives and just sort of sound like two, you know, average black women just hanging out. I think we thought it was going to be fun. I don't think either of us were like, oh, yeah, this is going to take off and blow up. And so I think we were really sort of kind of pleasantly surprised at how much our show like resonated and 
you know, I just, I love film and TV. And I feel like so many times celebrities are like interviewed in a way where they have to feel like, hey, come buy my thing, come watch my movie. And they, sometimes you can feel like they want to have more fun, but they're like, oh, I got to stay on message. And so I think with both Two Dope Queens and So Many White Guys, I was able to just kind of like talk to people in a real way and really try and get to know them and make them feel comfortable and make them laugh and reveal sides of themselves. And I, I think that's kind of worked out so far. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show, Phoebe. You know we love you. Thank you for having me. This was great. And pick up Phoebe's new book, which is out today when we recorded. Mm-hmm. So by the time you listen to this, it'll be it'll already have shipped to you if you're an Amazon Prime Yes. Member. Yeah. Or you can walk, you can use your legs and go to get a bookstore. The, get that same day shipping or, or or brick and mortar it from your local mom and pop Barnes and Noble. The one last borders. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the last borders. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, bye, Phoebe. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Yes. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. When we're back, I am going to personally save America with voting. Thank you. Guys, election day is so close. Shit's getting real. Voter registration deadlines are flying by and early voting is happening. I've already f- got my ballot. It's not filled out. But <laughs> it is it is sitting on my kitchen table. <laughs> I I registered to get my ballot by mail because I'm going to be out of town. Mm. I'm going to be in Canada, so depending on how this goes, you may, you may stay never, there. You may never see me again. <laughs> um But it was super easy. I got my ballot by mail. I am ready to go and ready to vote on November 6th. I'm deeply conventional. I'm just going to go right up to that booth, cry, and fill it out. Walk up like a suffragette. Yes. Oh, my God. What if I dressed like one? That would be really stupid. I won't do that. You can check out the voter guide at votesaveamerica.com. Then get your friends to sign up at votesaveamerica.com so you guys can decide what you want to legalize together. We call that democracy, people. Um, And sometimes you have to read through a few things to figure it all out, get some info, be an informed goddamn voter, people. And in the spirit of Vote Save America launching the interactive voter guide, we wanted to highlight a few initiatives in a game we're calling Bitch Vote, because shit's bad. (laughs) 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 Who came up with that title? Uh, someone's calling it, it that, but it it's was, funny. It was Kevin. It was Kevin. Yeah. It was Kevin. <laughs> um, or intern Travis. Perhaps. Somewhere. Anyway, are we ready to play a game? Yes. You guys ready? I got the first question for oh, you. Do you. We were talking about Louisiana, my, my mother country. I'm sure. the, the television show Treme. Go yes, on. Of course, of course. Amendment two. This measure would require a unanimous jury to convict people charged with felonies. Who supports it? The Louisiana Democratic Party, the Louisiana Republican Party, and John Legend. Who opposes it? The Louisiana District Attorneys Association. If you vote yes on it, you want to amend the state constitution to require unanimous jury verdicts to convict in felony cases. If you vote no, you want to preserve a Jim Crow era law that allows non-unanimous jury verdicts to convict in felony cases. Is this a real amendment? I believe the political... At the leanings of John Legend. So I'm going to go big old yes. Um, you know, I'm going to go yes as well. You are right, guys. You are correct. This is a must-pass amendment in Louisiana. Right now, only two states in the union do not require a unanimous jury to convict someone of a felony. Louisiana and Oregon... Weird combo. All right. Louisiana only requires that 10 of the 12 jurors believe the person is guilty. That means in Louisiana, someone could get sentenced to prison for life even if two jurors believe there is reasonable doubt in the case. Bitch. Mm. I don't oh. like that. I don't like it either. Louisiana and Oregon need to stop trailing behind the times. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jerry Springer. Final thought. <laughs> oh, all right. Question number two. Missouri, Amendment 4. This amendment would remove the constitutional ban on advertising bingo games. If you vote yes, you want to remove the constitutional ban on advertising bingo games. If you vote no, you want to keep the constitutional ban on advertising bingo games. Is this a real amendment? It feels so silly that it feels like it 
It is? That's where I am, too. Also, by the way, I just want to say, is bingo technically a game? It's somebody saying numbers. Moving on. Uh, I'm going to say it is real because it is baffling. I'd rather dramatically play Mahjong. That's what I'm saying. With my fiance's mother. Crazy Rich Asians call out. It is a real amendment. It is. Yeah. Uh, Missouri has a constitutional ban on letting organizations advertise bingo games. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, So bingo was illegal in Missouri until 1980 when voters decided to permit bingo in the state as long as those wild, crazy bingo organizations only advertised on their premises and made sure the person running the bingo games had been part of the organization for two years. The ballot measure would remove the constitutional ban on advertising bingo games and would lessen the amount of time the bingo master needs to have been part of the organization to six months. Bingo master. Since you started reading that, I've turned G59. Moving on. (laughs) We are now down in the Rockies. Colorado. Amendment A. This measure would amend the state constitution to repeal an exception to ban slavery. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) This measure would amend the state constitution to repeal an exception to ban slavery, which allowed compulsory labor and voluntary servitude or slavery, as we like to call it, as punishment for a crime. Who supports it? The Colorado Democratic Party and abolish slavery, Colorado. Who opposes it? Kanye I assume, West. Uh, <laughs> 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 Who opposes it? I assume the KKK. Uh, the yes vote. Uh, you would want to abolish slavery in the Colorado Constitution. If you vote no on this amendment, you want to keep a form of slavery in the Colorado Constitution. Gentlemen, is this a real amendment? I had to like sniff poppers to get through how insane that was. <laughs> I'm like on the ceiling now. Bet that was a broomstick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's real. It is real. That is wild. Article 2, Section 25 of the Colorado Constitution says, There shall never be in this state either slavery or involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted. This amendment would change the state constitution to read, There shall never in this state be either slavery or involuntary solitude. Crazy that you have to put that in a constitution. This is all pretty straightforward. A amendment like this actually failed by a narrow margin in 2016 because the wording had a confusing grammar guys this feels real fucking straightforward (laughs) colorado get your shit together please you know that's how they get you i was in colorado once got arrested and that's how i worked for buzzfeed for a year (laughs) traditional origin story yes (laughs) all right here we go we're in idaho now luther burbank country This measure would amend the state constitution, making cannibalism illegal under all circumstances. Who supports it? The ACLU and PETA. Who opposes it? The Donner Party's living ancestors. (laughs) Now, if you vote yes on it, you want to abolish cannibalism, no exception. But if you vote no, you understand sometimes people have to turn to unfortunate means for survival. Part of me wants to vote no just because I don't like PETA. Uh, If PETA hates cannibalism, I love it. I am going to say, in my infinite wisdom, I think this is maybe not an amendment. It is not an amendment. (laughs) I have to say, I underestimated how zany yours would be, that this would almost come off as plausible. Yeah. (laughs) Of the ones we read, it was like, maybe have to think for that. Right. For just a second. Although the current law states that cannibalism is illegal, except under life-threatening conditions as the only apparent means of survival. This sounds similar to Florida's stand your ground laws. So if you ever get the taste for human flesh, head over to Idaho, put yourself in a threatening position, and chomp away. Idaho. Sounds like, this, <laughs> sounds like the backstage of Dynasty. <laughs> if you read uh, the stories. This skin is burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Good Diane Carroll shout out. Uh. Everyone, if you live in any of those states, get your amendment voting plan together. You live in a different state. You need to also figure out what you need to vote on. Go to votesaveamerica.com and please vote on November 6th or I'm going to be real irritated. And I'm going to stay in Canada. I'm never see you people again. That's that's the threat. Oh. Not the looming threat of our democracy crumbling. It's Kara may stay in Canada. <laughs> Kara will build a new life in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> and then who are we going to have to replace her with? You know, like... <laughs> 
God, yeah, who would it be? Yeah, don't make don't make me go through Jennifer that. Jennifer Lewis is on my brain. Maybe her. <laughs> don't make yeah. me go through that. <laughs> Vote! Coming up, keep it. I feel like I mostly just want to say keep it to the world. Um, it's been a week. It's been a year. It it's, been, it's been a decade. It has. Um, but Kara, what is your keep it? Let me just take us back to October 2014 when a young writer named Kara Brown started a column at Jezebel.com and she called it Shade Court. Mm-hmm. And I tried to spend my brief and finite time on this planet trying to help you goddamn people understand what shade is. It seems I failed. I'm reminded daily of my failure. And I was reminded again this morning when Good Morning America had Pete Souza, the photographer, uh, the White House photographer on the show. He has a book out called Shade, which I have already voiced my objections to. But today, Good Morning America called him the king of shade. The king of of shade they called this man who just posted a picture of Barack Obama every day doing a thing that Trump was doing on that same day shade um that's a meme it's a it's not shade and i feel like i i was actually still writing shade court when he started doing this because so i put him in shade court a few times and i ruled numerous times that the shit wasn't shade and as usual no one listened i wasted my my, my life, my effort, my time trying to just help people. It just seems like we live in a world with um, a Rihanna in it. So just to immediately assign this person the new the king, reigning yes. king of shade and seems a little wrong. For people who think that this is like stupid or frivolous, whatever, like it really, I there's like the jokey portion of this, but also that language exists and it's a real thing. And I think to misuse these words and then to ascribe it to a straight white dude when, like, this word came about um, in the ballroom scene. Dorian Corey, watch Paris is Burning. It is not a book, but it would also be instructional for you motherfuckers. So I think there should be a Paris is Burning pop-up book. There's- <laughs> Totally. So walk everyone through it. But it's like this, it's it's this, you're just taking this language that like mattered and meant something to a group of people and, and, and had a meaning. You can't just decide that it's something different. And then in particular to be like this white man is the king of shade. And I know none of these people know what they're talking about. They have no idea who Dorian Corey is. Oh, I'm no. sure they have no idea what Paris is burning is. But it's Prince super frustrating. Prince may be dead, but he is still the king of shade. He is, will forever be the king of shade. All right, just go sit by his tombstone. He'll, He'll shade, shade you. you. He'll shade you. Um, <laughs> Side eye from beyond. Yes. So, God damn it, Good Morning America. Get your shit together. That is very annoying. Yes. I concur. Lewis, what's your keep it? Um, my keep it is to Oscar movies that are what I call Toask, T-O-W-A-S-C, which is there's one woman and she's concerned. The new movie in this <laughs> vein is First Man, mm. in which Claire Foy thinks things like, I don't know if my husband should be a wonderful astronaut. I'm concerned about my wonderful astronaut husband. My wonderful astronaut husband did it. Anyway, there's a whole category of movies like you this. You incompetent men are hurting my husband. <laughs> who's Turn that husband? radio back on. <laughs> who's this husband? Ryan Gosling. No, and who's... Uh, oh, Buzz, uh, uh, Neil Armstrong. Oh. One of the bigger So astronauts. he was fine. Yes, he did a good job. Yeah. Um, so but she was the, worried for nothing. But, yeah. but the whole movie, too, is, you know, getting into Neil Armstrong's psyche. And it's basically that their daughter died um, when she was young and he became emotionally closed off. And so he's just an asshole. And that's how he became an astronaut? Right. What does that have to do with becoming Very an typical. astronaut? Because yes. he, he, wa- he wanted to leave this planet. I like, I love Which is, Claire. by the way, how gravity goes, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you. I love Claire Foy, so this is... Upsetting news. It's very disappointing. I was ready for her to serve. Yeah. I mean, she, I'm sure she's great. Yeah. She just probably, as you are pointing out, Lewis, is given little to nothing to uh, right. You could watch her scene on YouTube. Totally. <laughs> this is also just a category of movie, like going back to like the deer hunter. Meryl, just like as she put it herself, they needed a woman to stand between the men. Uh, the King's Speech is a little like this, with Helena Bonham Carter giving an Oscar-nominated hug to her husband. <laughs> Shit like this. It's just like when like the only novelty of the character is that it's the the one woman. It's just that's not like a real lady character. That's not. It's sort of like 
if you saw the movie The Post, which is not a movie like this that I'm talking about, it's if the only female character in it was the Sarah Paulson character, who's just like, let me tell you the stakes of what you're doing, my husband. That well, kind of role. There's spotlight. Right. Well, exactly. Well, that's an interesting case because she is the one woman, but I would say she's the least developed of those characters and still just concerned. So it does count. Yeah. Imitation Game, another movie like that. Yeah. Moving, moving the hell along. Well, there shouldn't really have been a woman in Imitation Game anyway. Right, yes. Even Kara, who's like, I finished this crossword puzzle or whatever her part in that movie is. Yeah, should have been another man for him to have sex with because oh, yeah. he's gay. <laughs> the Enigma machine was his sexuality. Anyway, yeah, keep it to that. You know, that's from J- Damien Chazelle, the director of La La Land. But also Whiplash, which I do love and has no women in it. Sorry, moving on. Mm. Anyway... My keep it this week. I feel like I just need to say keep it to the entire Democratic Party. Because <laughs> they have been having a week they and have. annoying the fuck out of me. First off, Hillary Clinton thinks she is thinks she and her husband are Beyonce and Jay-Z as they're embarking on this tour together. And she was recently asked on CBS during the show Sunday morning. Um in retrospect, do you think Bill should have resigned in the wake of the Monica Lewinsky scandal? And she said, absolutely not. Um, and she was asked, it wasn't an abuse of power. And she said, no, mm. Lewinsky was an adult. Well, that's bad. I wish she didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just should have sat Listen, there and ordered your pantsuit. Why are you doing this? We're like a month out from the midterms. Yeah. Just, just why are you going it, on tour? Zip it. Zip it. And why are you talking? Unless it's. Hey, Georgia, unless it's driving people in fucking Georgia to the polls, I don't, I, we don't if need Hillary, this right now. I would love it if Hillary just pulled up in a bus, um, loaded some voters, and then took them to the polls. Girl, go to Indiana, charter every bus in Indiana, Maybe you charter could every bus Wisconsin. in Georgia. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it wasn't just her, though. Elizabeth Warren. Oh, one of one of my what are you about to say? Because she's yeah. she's a you know she's a white fave. Instead of watching ballers, um, <laughs> and mind her own business, she decided to respond to Trump's incessantly racist comments that she's Pocahontas. Because before she said that you know she has um, a Native American person as one of her ancestors, so she finally released her DNA test this week. Deep Maury cred. Providing, quote, strong evidence that she had a Native American in her family tree dating back six to ten generations. <laughs> six to ten generations. <laughs> I Girl. Mean. I almost give her credit for what she said. Like, um, I guess Trump said if she found well, evidence yes. that he, she, he would donate money. But then, of course, guess what he did? Said literally, who cares? And has moved on. Right. You can't play with him on his level. He doesn't care. He just dismisses you and, and goes on doing you, his stupid shit. It makes shit. you look dumb. It yeah. does. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was on the plane and saw two people watching um, Fox News where, you know, that um, evil villain, Laura Ingraham, <laughs> was uh, cackling about this with a panel and I was sort of like, I can see why this is funny. Right. It's so absurd. Also, six to ten generations, aren't we all related to each other at that right. point? And, right. Am I Cherokee then? Yeah, right. Or whatever. No. I don't go around calling myself white, but we know slave masters right. have to have themselves a good time. And that certainly wasn't <laughs> six to ten generations. Yes. That's like three to four. This is like what Demi Lovato tweeted that she was 1%, 1% African. African. Huh. Or when, when Raven Simone says she was from every continent in Africa except for one. What Elizabeth f- yeah. Warren is from every Native American tribe. I think one. generally if you do a DNA test, maybe just keep it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I, I don't know that we ever, ever need that Plus, it gets into the weird, murky thing of like, eugenics where it's like white people love talking about how you know dna determines certain things and it's like oh it's fun that like i have this native american dna in me but like what about actual native americans who are actually part of a native american community um 
didn't we just disenfranchise a right, bunch of their votes this week? Right, what about Native Americans in North Dakota who, like, so many of them now are not going to get to vote because of a racist fucking law that they, that you have to have, you can't have a P.O. box as an address to vote. You have to have, like, an actual, you know, whatever, like, street address. And so many people who live on reservations, they use P.O. box addresses, and these fucking people know that, which is why they passed the law. Because it ignores traditions of how they name their streets and things, and they, they also have to have P.O. boxes because we've shoved them on exactly. reservations. Right. Exactly. You know? They're not just down the block from your local cold brew shop. <laughs> P.S. You think uh, when Trump does his next rally, he's still not going to call her Pocahontas right, or whatever? Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, the also grosser sort of thing about when she came out with this is it was also sort of to prove that because part of the Pocahontas thing was the fact that she used her Native American ancestry to you know sort of get jobs like her teaching job. Um, because it was like an affirmative action thing. And it was sort of releasing this and being like, I got this job, you know, because of my skills, because I was smart, not because of this DNA. And I'm like, it's sort of this weird thing where it's like, oh, look, this didn't hinder me. Like, right. mm-hmm. I'm smart because I'm a white woman. I don't, it's the whole thing. It's messy. It's just yeah. messy. And I wish he hadn't done it. It's just, it's a good lesson that every time you try to play, to on, play, Trump's with, level. play on Trump's level, you look dumb. There's no one who ever bests him because he's so stupid and he's willing to go so much lower than you. And like the stakes of all of this are stupid. Like the stakes of release your DNA test and I'll donate money. That's stupid. You, Elizabeth, you could just donate money. You don't right, need Trump right. to donate money. To this anything. isn't a carnival game. Yeah, yeah, he's not the only person with money. And like, oh my god, if he doesn't do it, they'll never get it. Like, it's just the stakes are dumb. You only ever look dumb. And it's crazy to me that after two years of this shit, people haven't figured that out. And when it's like six to ten generations ago, that's just going to be fodder for people to make fun of you. Right. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it's not like it was your your dad. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> the test says it's my dad. Yeah. My final person was sometimes Democrat Bernie Sanders. Um, only when an election's coming up, um, he told Jake Tapper, um, who recently unfollowed me because we dragged him about um, tweeting about Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, at he, the Beyonce concert, yes. right? Yeah. Um, mm. He told Jake Tapper, I am not a great fan of being rude or disrupting activities when it comes to liberal protesters. Sir, <laughs> Mr. I marched with Martin Luther King. Right. Are you out of your goddamn mind? It's like everyone forgets history. Does anyone remember the Boston Tea Party? Does anyone, do you remember? The Revolutionary War. Do you know what the word revolution means? It did not mean Polite. we sat down and chatted. What is wrong with... No one knows any... I mean, and the People thing think is, the Boston Tea Party was an actual tea party at this right, point. Right. I had a lovely time. It's just such a, like, ahistorical, bizarre way to... And it, again, it's like you don't... Why even... Why? Why even bring that up? Why yeah. talk about that? I, the the wording of that is real bad, I real like gross. My my final point is people are doing too many stunts, giving too many interviews when we are mere weeks from midterm elections. Rent buses and take people to polls. <laughs> Register <laughs> That's people. All you should be doing. Voter turnout. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, you don't need to be on CNN doing whatever. What was he? What was even the like origins for this? For this interview uh, what are you talking about he's just talking to jake tapper <laughs> i don't know he's got a yeah. new dance competition show on yeah he's got to promote and also this is part of the stuff that prevents young people from wanting to vote because they see politicians pulling stunts and like making a mockery out of things and they don't feel like you know, well, they want to be involved. You also look at, like, for example, like the Parkland students where, like, they have there was this wave of like demonstrations and protests that they've been spearheading. And it's young people. And that's super important. So then to have this old ass white man be like, I don't believe in disruptive politics. It's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's literally the thing that is energizing people. That's making them feel like they have any fucking control over the country they live in. Why on earth would you say anything that could maybe even stifle that at all? Yeah. To suggest that like the status quo is somehow preferable. I mean, that's to me what that quote says. So yeah, that is gross. And, the, and very much the opposite of he's, the spirit of the Parkland team. He's teams. still mad at those black ladies who who shut him down at that rally, like mm-hmm. four or five, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck that was. 
he's probably mad at MLK. He was like, ah, can we be a little nicer? Can we, you know, do do this march, you know, on a on a Sunday morning when people aren't trying to get to work? And MLK was like, shut up, Bernie. That's what happened. <laughs> well, we'll never know. Anyway, when we're back, nothing, because that's our show. Bye. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.